0: Welcome, everybody, to Hero Asylum Movie Reviews. I'm Kane, and on the other side of the glass, on the other side of the glass, on the other side of the equator is Mr. Mike, my friend and yours.
1: Good evening, sir, and welcome. Good back, evening. Man. I'm here to take my medicine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took my medicine in June, so now it's time for you to take your medicine here in September. Guys, we're celebrating September, which is the month of the Dark Knight. It is the month of the Batman! And we're doing all the cool things Batman-style. We're reviewing Gotham by Gaslight tonight, and in a couple of weeks, you'll probably check us out doing a Heroes of Silent Movie review. Well, actually, uh, watch along to the original Batman. Well, not the original, the 66. We're doing the Burton Batman of 89. Yeah, the 89. First, went, yeah. But uh, first things first, we're doing Gotham by Gaslight, which is a, um, a review we're doing. It's a movie that came out, I believe, in 2018.
1: Yes, but what's funny... This actually came out in, in the comics in 1989, same year as the, mo- the movie we're going to do next week.
0: Oh, so there's
1: a little little uh, little, little bat cemetery sy- <laughs> sy- <laughs> that going on here. A, a little bat symbiosis going yeah. on. There. Yeah, so yeah, this was released February 1989, and of course you know Batman uh, was released later. I think summertime for the for the 89 uh, Batman. I think, that the I think it was a summer. It was
0: June, soon June of 89. Yeah. Yeah. So know.
1: yeah. So this is like right on the tail of the Batman. Excitement, you know, the 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 rebirth of Batman when Gaslight came out.
0: Yeah, it kind of took it coincided with the movie being released. I don't think there was any intention of doing that, but um, actually, I didn't read this book until years later.
1: Well, again, most people didn't because you got to remember when this came out, Batman wasn't at its pinnacle. Nope. You know, this is like I said, this is you know, the, the, the Batman was still kind of the the, the redheaded stepchild in, in comic books at this point. Uh, and, and most people forget about who was the writer for the this. Ooh, uh, like I said, most forget Mike Magnolia. Who Mignolia. made what? Mike Magnolia is uh, cowboy oof. creator. cowboy oh, yeah. What, what, right. what
0: are you dragging people I'm just it right there. Like I had, I had, I had everything pulled up. I'm sorry, man. Give me a break. <laughs> A little discombobulated, but yeah, Mike McNolan created this comic uh 1980. Look at that, yeah, 2018. The movie came out 2018, Jan- January 23rd. So, yeah, we're going on three years of this film, and probably one of the better, I guess, else world stories you could say. Like, I I, I dig the first, the first,
1: first else world story to be, first exact. Story. yeah, this is, is actually fun? the very first one. Oh, I, yep, I this, yeah, this counts as, as you it didn't fall under the umbrella of Elseworld because it, that hadn't been created yet. I think we don't really see the I think the Elseworld like stamp until um, early 90s. So probably another three years. Mm. But uh, yeah, this was the first Elseworld-esque story.
0: Yeah, and it's in the Victorian era, which is kind of cool. I uh, think uh, popular it's known as steampunk Batman, which is, you know, it's fine. But um, I kind of dig it story is kind of cool so instead of me blabbing why don't you blab and let's go forth sir
1: all right well there's a couple things with this one bruce tim when he did actually make this he made a point to actually take references from two movies uh 1944 the lodger and uh eric larson's book the devil in the white city as his main influences for it um he also cited a dream sequence in the in a episode this is funny you won't you'll never see this connection happening there was a dream sequence in a 1960s television show um, where the characters of the show uh, took on a well-known roles of a Victorian area British fiction character. Hmm. Um, Gilligan's Island. Really? Yes. He was a fan of this one episode, and it had that. in the dream sequence in this Gilligan's Island was them going into a a Victorian style. Wasn't Gilligan a vampire in that episode, I I think? I don't remember. It's been so long. Because I know they have flashbacks for Gil, One of them, when he was a vampire, I remember that. Uh, let me see here. There was, uh, there was a Victorian one where the professor was Sherlock Holmes, Skipper was Doctor Watson, Mar- uh, Mary Ann was uh, Eliza Doolittle, Gilligan himself was Jekyll and Hyde. So not a uh, not vampire, okay. but Jekyll and Hyde. So you're kind of close. Uh, we're close. Uh, so they were saying this kind of idea was you know kind of where they got that from. The being, Interesting. Being dark. Okay. Yeah. It's sort of Gilligan's Island. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks Yeah. You know, he, he gets uh gets uh, gets influenced uh, all over the place. Uh, Also, of course, uh, Sherlock Holmes and there was a moment they were going to add Sherlock Holmes into this animated story, but
0: was it going to be a cameo or was it going to be basically
1: like he was there working right along with some with one of the detectives doing something else, but they decided that there should only be one detective in the story.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he wanted to show up like a little cameo, like he's just working beside Scotland Yard, like, hey, man, I need a little bit of help, That's be kind of cool. But to have him side by side with Batman is, yeah.
1: It, they're the same freaking character. They're the same, they're yeah, the same character. I mean, why, <laughs> why even do it? I mean, it's. Don't even bother. I mean, unless like, they want to go. Now, now, if they went wanted to go against each other, that I would yeah. buy into. Oh, yeah. Like, like where it, instead of it being who it turns out to be, you know, Jack the Ripper doesn't. Actually, is you know a crazed Dr. Holmes? Yeah, you know, what that would be, you know, fun to that'd, that. be, that'd be phenomenal. I would, I, would, I would sign me up for that one. <laughs> that the mind <laughs> fuckery going on with that it would be just great. So, oh, uh, right. You. So, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna hop in, I'm gonna play the trailer for you guys. So you can hear it's a short little trailer, uh, and then we're gonna jump in. We're gonna talk about the cast and uh, the folks that are involved in this and a lot of the backstory. So, let's get going. in this
0: town preying on poor women and the Gotham police stand twiddling their thumbs Your evening attire, sir That was not the suit I need Alfred I mean to rid Gotham of the Ripper He's a skilled hunter and he's just getting started
1: You're studying me
0: You're a fascinating subject
1: I'm not just another pretty face.
0: Bruce Wayne, you're under arrest? You can't imagine I'm actually the Ripper. The Deluxe Suite. I need to get out of here.
1: Gotham needs the Batman. Every moment puts women in danger. Now. So there we go, folks. That was the trailer for Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, of course, we hear Batman being played by Bruce Greenwood once again. This would be his third DC animated project, um, which he voiced Bruce Wayne or Batman Uh, The previous roles were Batman Under the Red Hood. Great movie. And also he was the voice for the series Young Justice.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I think he still is. The voice of batman i think for the upcoming third
1: yeah if we ever get it it's been a, it's been a while it's one of those ones i'm like yeah. I'm at, i'll wait for it i'm happy with everything we've gotten from young justice i'm not holding my breath if it happens it happens if not you know they,
0: they, they kick their feet man <laughs> when it
1: yeah. comes to young Justice, like, yeah, it's coming back three years later well again we, we do have the you know the, the thing that won't be named still going on so i know there's a lot of projects that have been pushed to the side and i think they're trying to work on things that were had already been released like I know, Titans had already been released since the last episode of Just of of Young Justice, Doom Patrol, all those. So I think they're getting those out first, get us some live action, and then I think the uh, the animators are you know working their way through it. Uh, I know the animators just have to work differently now. Yeah, a lot differently. With that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to Selena Kyle, who was not in the book, by the way. She was she was an added character. In here, and who is voiced by uh, Jennifer Carpenter. And if anybody is a fan of Dexter, she played Deborah Morgan in Dexter, and she's done a whole bunch of voiceover stuff. She's been, you know, uh, uh, in the Avengers animated, uh, an animated uh, version of the Avengers. She was in uh, the comp- Mortal Kombat Legends of the Realms and Legends of uh, the Scorpion's Revenge. If you ever watched that one,
0: and I think I believe- she was in.
1: She was in Limitless, wasn't she? The TV yeah. show. Yep. She was in Limitless. Uh, yeah, Limitless as well. And she'll also be she'll be back again for the the new Dexter, uh, Dexter New Blood, which uh which should be coming out here later this she's year. She's playing the um she's playing the role of the uh, she's probably she's playing her same role again, Deborah Morgan. No, but she's no she's dead though. Yeah. Her 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 casting call says Deborah Morgan again. I think she's going to play the role that Dexter's dad did. Remember, he was like that dark shadowy figure always telling Dexter what to do. Yeah, Ask but it. you know he'll she'll be there though. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also uh, get to see probably somebody uh, one of your uh, one of your I don't know if I could call him one of your favorites, but it's a show that I know that you did definitely liked and you were a fan of. But uh, we also have Anthony Head who plays Alfred. Anthony Pettyburg. Head, Giles himself from mm-hmm. yeah. Buffy. Now it is funny; it's the first time we actually see a full speaking role of Alfred. He's introduced really in the library. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a little, uh, little nod <laughs> there. a little there's a little nod, there. A little nod there to Giles. Yep. But let's go ahead and get started. Now, uh, it's taking place in Victoria, Victorian-era Gotham City. Now, the film never states the exact year the, uh, that, it, that that Gotham, uh, you know, but that it's taking place in. But the comic book does set it, the story, in 1889. Mm. So we have a little bit of a, you know, a, a block, you know some time there to understand what's going on. Uh, we, we start off with where we see uh, Pamela Isley up on stage performing. Uh, now, th- what's great about uh, Elseworlds, if nobody's seen Elseworlds or read any of the Elseworlds, I know we've done one version of Elseworld already, and uh, I know Kane and I always talk about them in our other podcasts.
0: Oh, um, But
1: if nobody knows what Elseworlds, they literally will pick up Batman characters, drop them in a different time, and that, that doesn't mean that they're going to fall into the same roles that they always did. In this role, Pamela Isley is there as a victim. She's not, you know, this great, you know, powerful, um, you know, vegetable queen or whatever you want to call her, vegetable wizard. vegetable queen. (laughs) Uh, So she's just this girl that's up on stage. She's one of the girls of the nights. Uh, We see her get picked off by what we assume to be Jack the Ripper. Uh, The very next scene we do see is we see Bruce Wayne is uh, operating in his bat garb vigilante. He basically is set up like like you said earlier, uh, the uh, very steampunk-esque. Yeah, uh,
0: people have issues with the cowl because I guess you can see his eyes, and you know I, I think it's a little, it's a little bit of a nitpicky thing. I'm even going to say that it's, pre, it's, it's, it's
1: pre-mascara.
0: It, it's pre-mascara, which is you know, hey man, what are you going to do? And just even I got to give him a break on that. Like, come on, man, he's he's not time to put no mascara on. He's going to go throw that little thing on his little cape. You know, by the way, if you notice the um the little hutch that he
1: has for his cape, which kind of like the the cowl is kind of like this. Very reminiscent of the White Knight costume. Yes, and the Batman that's getting ready to drop here with uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Very yeah. Romantic, a little bit of the, 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 pop, collar on, the pop collar going on, pop collar thing going on.
0: like I'm just the pop collar Batman.
1: <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> so we, uh, so so he's running running around town in this vigilante costume, and he comes across uh, three little boys who, oddly enough, this is in America. Somehow, these three little boys have Cockney accents. Uh, yeah. Trying to figure that out. I was like, are we in Britain or are we in Gotham? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yes,
0: <sir. laughs> yeah I was like, no, uh, and we're
1: introduced to the three, what they, what, they, what uh, Bill, who literally the Bill is basically supposed to be the character. If anybody ever watched, saw the play, read the book of uh, Bill from Oliver, it's Oliver twist. twist, that's basically who he was supposed to be, to, you know, getting these young boys to, you know, harass and, you know, get money out of the uh, locals. Uh, and he calls them his Cockney Robins, which is a nod to the Robins, which that's who these are. Uh, you have yeah. a, you have a Dickie, a Jason and a Timmy and what And well, if you notice, if, you know, most people will notice, you know, they're all set. All three orphan boys who appear through the movie. They also are set up. In their same age, when you look Age-wise, at it. yeah,
0: yeah, because yeah, Dickie's the oldest one, and Timmy's the young one, and Jason Jason is the is the middle one. So it's yeah, I like that little thing. I was like, oh okay, so that's
1: we're not getting the Robins, but you know they're we got they're, a version of it. And if you notice as well, if you're really hardcore looking at it, look at their weapons. I got I got to watch it again. The I, I weapons didn't matched who the boys were. Uh The the, the uh, uh Dick had the sticks like he does when he's Nightwing. Um, uh, Jason had a knife. And Dick had, or uh, Tim had, his staff,
0: bamboo stick, or the yeah. Uh,
1: so they all three also had the same exact weapons that they would have at that at funny. that time. So uh, and again, they were talking. You know, they were talking to Bill Big Dust, and that that was his uh, the, the guy that uh, took uh, you know took them over. Uh, and then uh, right around that time, we find uh, that's when they hear the screams, blood curdling scream, and Batman goes taking off trying to find who, you know, where this came from. And that's when we see the Jack the Ripper character. Pretty much, you know, taking out, a uh, taking out Ivy. And I, I got to tell grues- you, kind of gruesome, very gruesome. And <laughs> I, so I was like, as I'm watching this today, I was like, man, they need more of these. Not, it, it, just the, the grittiness of it, the retelling of these stories. I thought it was just amazing. They really need to do a more Elseworlds. I I wish they would. Look, I'm
0: 100% on board on Elseworlds. I've always have been. I think it's an added area in DC that they haven't even touched yet.
1: I mean, whether they do live action or whatever, but I think anime. Not even yet. Don't even worry about live action again. But
0: if they want to keep going in this world, like animated world, keep
1: doing. Shoot, it suits them. I mean, I think what they've only done two. And, of course, I mean, they did the two major ones, the big ones.
0: Yeah. So hopefully they'll roll out some more, and they have tons more else rolled out oh there. Oh my so. god, so many, so many,
1: so many. Uh, so the citizens of Gotham believe Matt, Batman and Jack are the same men. Uh, during a during a tour of where they're they're having a world's fair going on there, during the tour uh, they are uh, they're introduced or Selina Kyle is introduced, uh, and like I was saying, she was not really supposed to be in there. She was she was only here on the in the um, in the movie version of this. Yeah. Um, cause I don't remember her in a comic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was, just, she was an added again. There's times I see that the ad it, she was good for the ad here. I think, um, what's the other one? We just recently watched a long Halloween, which we're going to be doing later this, this month. Uh, she was, there was more role for her to do in that. And I actually, at first I was like, why is she there? And then it made, you made more, you know, understanding of why she was there and what she was doing.
0: I watched that movie for the second time, the the second part of it, Long Halloween, and I have questions. And that's <laughs> what we'll get there. But yeah. I just. Oh, boy. OK, good. <laughs> so, uh, so,
1: you know, she basically is, is coming up front. You know, they're talking about who who the Ripper is and who, you know, what is he doing? And, oh, well, we're, we're protecting folks. And she comes out and she just basically calls out the chief of police, who is Harvey Bullock or Harvey bulldog is is, in is it
0: a chief inspector book i think this is what they call him
1: uh no just chief maybe they maybe they did say inspector but i didn't see anything on there for that
0: I yeah i kind of like how they threw him in there and uh, when we get to um, somebody else in the theater
1: somebody else in the theater
0: what? uh when, when you get to the
1: theater part you're not there yet when you get when you get to the theater you make oh, some... oh i was like what what were you talking about sorry uh, so yeah, and we're we're introduced also to uh, you're introduced to Harvey Dent as well, uh, who who is on here, and that that's a that is a Yuri uh, Lowenthal. Lowenthal. God bless you. Uh, most most notably known for uh, doing uh, Nira- uh, Naruto, Ben 10, and Afro Samurai. There's probably his biggest one. Oh, John Naruto? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we are uh, actually a uh, John. Uh, 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 oh goodness, try this again. Police Chief Bullock. Is actually done by uh, John DiMaggio, who also did uh, the uh, big uh, Bill Dust as well. The voices for them.
0: I didn't know Bruce Tim was in this movie as well as a voice actor.
1: Well, yeah, he he usually does it. Just in like he'll usually do like he did in this one. He was radio radio man. Radio Arkham guy. Yeah. It's
0: an Arkham radio guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's usually on there, you know, do, doing little little voices that you know they don't need to hire somebody. He's like, hey, I'm already here. Let me just talk in the microphone, and it will be done. <laughs> uh, so she, you know, she uh, continues to talk and berate them about, you know, you're not, you're only saving people that live in a certain area. You're not worried about the the women of the night, and you know, they're they uh, gin soaked women, as they, they refer to them. Uh, so she berates uh, Mr. Bullock or uh, Harvey Bullock, and then of course James Gordon, the police commissioner, for mm-hmm. their failure to you know for to stop anything. And that's when we see Bruce show up, and he introduces himself. We're introduced then at that point to Sister Leslie. Sister Leslie, I wonder if that's a um, if that's a nod to Leslie Tompkins. Yes, because there's a reference uh, when they get into the. Carriage and they're going away, and it's uh, it's Leslie, it's sister Leslie Bruce, and then uh, Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. That he makes a comment to Commissioner that I trust her. She was there when my parents died, and that's exactly what Leslie Thompson was. That's you know she was always there for him. Now it's very interesting is Leslie's church is named Saint uh, Cottawal, who is the who is the patron saint of murderers. Wow. So it's a little little head nod to later down the road. Of things that are gonna, you know, things gonna that are gonna happen. Hmm. So, uh, so later that night, Selena acts uh, as bait for the Ripper, uh, and it works. But the Ripper gets the upper hand during their fight, and until the Batman arrives, and of course, they have their little, you know, Ted, tete no like they always do. You know, who are you? Why are you doing this? Yeah, so, uh, ba- Batman uh, does the sneaky thing and, and shows up at Gordon's house and asks, you know, Hey, I'm here to help out.
0: Uh, does he does a sneaky thing. He does a sneaky thing. You know, a <laughs>
1: sneaky sn- thing. Because then he sne- does that disappearing thing too. <laughs> so they finally agree, hey, we're going to, you know, yeah, we are, we are going to help and bring down the, bring down the uh, Jack the Ripper. So at the Monarch Theater, which I think this is the part you were talking about, we do see where, uh, you know, Bruce does show up with, uh, with his friends, Harvey Dent. Uh, and Harvey has love interest to Selena, but Harvey's married. And he tells Bruce, "Hey, you know, it's the 19th century. Lighten up, Bruce." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So uh, Bruce and Selena and the two uh, they, they seem to meet and bond, and um, and you're probably gonna I'm probably skipping over the part you want to talk about. So go right ahead.
0: No, no, the, the part I was, I was mentioning is like number one. They mentioned the Monarch Theater. That's another throwback to you know Bruce's parents, the Monarch Theater, and the death and all that. But what I like is when they actually meet in the Monarch Theater, you're seeing Two-Face, you're seeing all these revelations of Batman characters in the Batman mythos. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, I, I probably am wrong, I think it's either in this theater or the next scene you see a poster and it's the only mention of the Joker.
1: It's in the – I think it's in the hallways, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's that, in the hallways it, at the back of the theater. Yeah, you do see a poster of
0: – You see a poster, and that is the only reference you get to the Joker. The Joker's not in this at all, not in the comic and not even in the movie, but that's the only reference you see is it's a little poster of him.
1: Yeah, again, like I said, this is what, this is what Elseworlds does. They which I like. Pick up yeah, those characters that. and throw them in, and who would have been a big baddie in one point is not. It's just a secondary character or even just a nod.
0: Yeah, just like a little knot and I dug that. I was like, okay, so he's not in it, but you know, he, he's out there. I, mean, I think he's an entertainer. I believe they said like, go see the Joker Clown. He's a funny guy. Ah. <laughs> I think that's what it was. But I, I did like the little throwback to that and the uh, the overall characters you get to see. Like you said, you say Harvey Dent, and he's you know he's committing adultery, but hey, it's twentieth century, man. But that's what I was thinking about. Was like the whole Joker nod. That was kind of cool.
1: Uh, so, what, as uh, Bruce and Selina are talking, they they both bond, and they end up over at the Dionysus Club. And uh, Bruce realizes that not not only were they the two of them taken in by Le- by Sister Leslie, but they uh, but um, that some of the murdered girls were orphans formerly under Leslie's care. So he starts putting two and two together. Bruce realizes that the R- Ripper will target Leslie and rushes to save her, but unfortunately, it's too late. And just before her death. Uh, we, we are we are introduced to a um, a secondary character and uh, that's that's kind of walking around the the street so it's a uh, a Marlene Mahoney and she is voiced by Tara Strong, who is known for voicing everybody Har- <laughs> well, <laughs> primarily Harley Quinn and if you look Mar- at the name, Marlene, Marlene. rhymes with Harleen. what Marlene. is Harley Quinn's real name?
0: So Harlene. yeah, so uh, that
1: is technically. They're saying that that is that is Harley Quinn, is is who what they're saying. But again, taking her and putting her in a different world in a different universe. But that is who she is at that point in her life, uh, and there she does make many messen, messen, mentions. Sorry, let's try that again. Mentions of taking her medicine, and she again back then they was talking about you know making sure that she got her gin, her <laughs> lovely gin. I gotta get my medicine, get my gin. It's freaking raging alcoholic. I love it. <laughs> Everybody is. They all they're, they're, again. You got to realize about I mean, everybody's is, drinking. Is the, I, think, I think
0: almost every scene, everybody's having a drink in this they, Well, like, again, figure. you got to
1: think of the time and everything. And the these women who were out in the in the you know, the ghetto area. That's that was their way of feeling better about what they were doing. So it was. It they're ripping it right from Jack the Ripper's backstory that all these women were, you know, either hopped up on laudanum or hopped up on the gin. So it's you know kind of the They're following, sticking suit with this. Uh, So as they rush to save her, but like I said, it's too late. The Ripper has already murdered her. Uh, At the crime scene, Bruce finds a bloody Dionysus Club pin, meaning the Ripper has to be one of the Gotham's wealthy. At Sister Leslie's funeral, Bruce is met by Hugo Strange, who actually is not just a doctor. He's the mayor of Gotham. It's the mayor. It's Mayor Strange. Uh, the claiming that he knows the killer and wants to meet with Batman. So he's a uh, Hugo Strange, being great mind that he is, kind of knows that what Bruce is. Yeah, he figured it out.
0: That's one of the characters they haven't touched on yet in live action, which
1: I hope they. Well, they they yeah, did. They did. What are you talking about? Gotham, Gotham <laughs> yeah, they got Gotham did and I thought they did an amazing job. Yeah, I kind of want them though. Anyway, good. <laughs> you got to think how, how many Batman movies out there are there. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it's, the, they're not all of the, they can't put all their characters out there, but we have gotten a good version of, of Hugo Strange. Uh, Bruce mm-hmm. also wants to, be, uh, is met by Marlene, the junker woman I was talking about, who claims that, uh, she saw him sneaking around with Sister Leslie when Sister Leslie was killed. And Ooh. hinting that she knows some secrets and she knows how to keep her mouth shut. Oh, so Bruce Wayne's butler stops the uh, three orphans from pickpocketing him and offers to provide them work. So that's when we discover that he's now going to be helping and and getting help from the boys, because because he's you know they, they've helped him out already, and uh, and so now does he.
0: Have, are all, all three of them become his wards? I believe at right? at the they very
1: all... end. Yeah, we we do see okay, that eventually. I'm, I'm jumping, that, yeah, you're jumping ahead, but um, but yeah, oh, they, yeah. They, they all three do eventually become become wards uh, of him. So I mean, again, another nod to the to the boys. Yeah, very nice. Uh, in Arkham Asylum, the Ripper attacks Strange and throws him uh, to his own patient. So it t- tosses him out, uh, and of course they tear him apart because you know it's you know that time. It's a don- they're scratching, man. Yeah, shit <laughs> happens. Uh, Batman chases a, a Ripper on the, on top of the uh, top of an airship in flight, and uh, they they uh, begin to fight, and that leaves Batman wounded as the airship explodes and the Ripper escapes. I think I know this is all for, straight from the uh, from the Gotham, you know, the, the Gaslight book, but I really think that was a little bit of a nod to to Bruce Timms' work with with, uh, Anime, with, with that. Anime, because literally you look at this world, this literally could be that world in the past. They couldn't, especially
0: with the airships. I mean, the my airships. How many airships do we yeah. see in this? Like, that's a, that's a huge nod. Yeah, animated. that's
1: what I'm saying. There's a lot that sometimes there's a, there's a lot that happened on yeah, that man. one that I'm like, man, this looks like this literally could be the pre-world to that. Even though I know the animated was really kind of taking from the the uh, the Tim Burton world. Mm-hmm.
0: But but I do like the fact that you know you said that we don't. I mean, we know what time range you know it's in the 1800s but the animated series had those airships in it and it never mentioned what year what decade it was and it's almost like you know you got to figure it out kind of like burton's uh batman movie like it's you see things going on there what they're driving but their clothes are kind of like not, not old-timey clothes but they're like you know they're not like 80s clothes nobody's wearing neon jackets right you know? yeah
1: <laughs> well i think i think with the other ones they, they really on purpose made it to where the vehicles looked like they were from the 50s and 60s, but yet they had the technology ahead of its time. I mean, when you really look at it, it, was ahead of the time in the 90s when that when that movie or when that animated show came out. So it was like in this weird limbo period. Which again, that's why I really think it it could fall into being the future world of this one because this world's very steampunky. And if you really take steampunk and go forward, you would kind of get that Batman esque kind of world that the, that they I don't... had. Yeah, that's
0: not beyond the realm of doubt
1: so sure. after the airship explodes Dr Ripper escapes Batman is chased by the police and uh, only to be saved by Selena uh, when he is uh, nearly uh cornered so after uh seeing Batman is Bruce she takes uh takes him to her home where they spend the night brown chicken brown wow Bow, wow Sorry. <laughs> um, then they after uh, the death of Marlene is discovered Bruce is arrested uh, because they believe that she that he knew what was going on and that she she was part of it. And Dent uh, is uh, jealous of Selena's affection for uh, Bruce. Yeah, and uh, pro- you know, prosecutes him as the Ripper. So Dent now believes yes, truly. By the way,
0: happened. another nod to another comic, The Long Halloween, where Harvey was jealous of Bruce also because he's a relationship I believe was with his wife. Or his girlfriend at the time, because they thought he thought he, they were getting a little bit too close. Or was it Selena? I'm, what am I
1: thinking? I, th- I know I'm thinking around the same line. Well, no, he you was he was getting yeah, you're yeah, you're you're getting your. I'm thinking he, of the Telltale's. I'm yeah, sorry, you're getting your Batman yeah. streams confused.
0: <laughs> My bad. I was crossing Batman streams. There was a yeah, Telltale yeah. series that came not for the PlayStation Four. Where basically, it wasn't like the Arkham series; it was more like a click and point thing. In the Telltale series, that was the whole thing. Like Bruce was getting close to Selena Kyle, which happened to be our Redent's girlfriend. Right. And yeah happened and then two-faced so yeah sorry yeah. guys that yeah, was...
1: that's <laughs> not, and that's not just on the ps now that was actually there was a pc version of that there's actually i think a animated on youtube version of that as well that kind of basically yeah. tells the whole story to it so if anybody's interested yeah check that one out the telltale one is really good actually yeah. for in the world of batman video games before the arkham series came out that was probably one of the better ones that got a lot of a lot of a uh, you know, credit for uh Keeping yeah. Batman alive in the uh, in the video game world because there was not a lot out
0: there. For oh no, it
1: was bad. <laughs> so uh, Bruce is sentenced to Blackgate Penitentiary following the trial. Bruce is met by, there by Selina, who urges him to reveal that he is Batman so he can clear his name and help save the girls from Jack. Uh, when he refuses, she uh, decides to tell Gordon herself, revealing that she was the one uh, of revealing she has one of his batarangs. Uh, Bribing a guard to deliver a coded message, which appears to be a series of dancing stick figures to his manner, uh, Bruce escapes after staging a prison fight and meets with the orphans, his boys, the Cockney Robins cockney Robinson. again we'll begin you gotta realize that when i said earlier they had cockney accents that's why that's i think that's why they And, and
0: in gotham city they're the only yeah. kid of the Cockney accent. nobody yeah, else nobody talks, did like, yeah nobody like, else
1: talks like first master wayne wow that is so not cockney but good try that <laughs> one give me an a for f uh, yeah that's what, that's what i say good try <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so, uh, they, what they, what um, so yeah, he meets with the orphans who deliver him his suits and his steampunk motorcycle.
0: I dug the motorcycle, man. It's like lately, and especially in the Batman mythos, and we know about the Batmobile that test history of a legacy by itself. But lately, I'm, I'm not sure if you noticed, like the bat cycle is getting a lot of love in comics, live action, animated. Um, the, I just showed you before we rec- started recording today that the, uh, uh, McFarlane recently released the White Knight motorcycle. That's coming on the piggyback to the Death Metal motorcycle, and then next year in the Batman, we're going to have another Bat bike. So it's just like we're in a, a renaissance of Bat cycles, which I find kind of interesting. Which is on the Peggy, which on the heels of also the Bat Pod. Remember the Bat Pod? I, would, I
1: wouldn't even call it a renaissance because you got to realize we never really had Bat cycles. There was the Bat. Oh, had, oh, the sixties, you had the Bat cycle. It was just a regular. It was one. <laughs> one. <laughs> One bat cycle, yeah, So the there really is was Robin. remember that come on, yeah, I know like I'm saying that's not. it's not like there was a many of them, and then it died away. Renaissance is that there was a lot of something and then it went away. Now there was one and it was used sparingly. same thing with the bat copter uh the bat jet. Maybe there was more use of a bat jet than there was ever a bat cycle. But I think yeah, they are definitely using. and I think more bat, bat cycles, and I really got to say it, it's because of Nolan. You know when he came out with that uni whatever the hell that thing was that that, pod man yeah yeah, that 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 was it literally I I'm I'm still calling bullshit that thing could never drive and never turn that that, there's just no freaking way (laughs) why the tires yeah (laughs) I knew you were gonna say that it's just too big I I, I'm coming (laughs) this is coming from a a a motorcyclist myself all right I had nothing but a bike for eight years of my life all right no cars nothing I was motorcycle I wasn't a weekend warrior so (laughs) I'm telling you. Don't think that can make those kind of turns. I'm just speaking from experience. And he drove it in a mall too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, you know, the only way he could get through there is because uh, the the uh, Elwood brothers already cleared a path for him.
0: Yeah, like literally, could he, like that mall was full and like there was like nobody in the middle. Everybody say like, literally to the side like, "Oh, he's coming through." But shake sure that he can get through it safely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh so after he gets a steampunk motorcycle and maybe like you said maybe we'll get a maybe we'll see a gotham by uh gaslight uh mcfarland bike that'd be you know. i hope so well he, he's releasing batmobile so why not yeah who yeah. knows yeah uh so with selena meets with gordon at the gotham city world's fair which basically we kind of started so we kind of went full round now a little uh side note though the ferris wheel that was there was named after its inventor George Washington Gale Ferris Jr., who was the actual de- developer of the Ferris wheel idea. Hmm. But this one is called the Fox Wheel. Ah, oh, So yes. a little okay. nod to Lucius Fox. Nice. unless we didn't have him in here, but they didn't—they did call that at the beginning of the movie. They did not refer to it as the Fox Wheel. Fox Wheel. Oh, so, uh, so she learns to her horror. Well. Gordon's the Ripper, something we never saw coming. I mean, that to me I when did. I first when I first read it, and, again rewatching it, I was like, man, it just like it's such a great shock and great, great swerve.
0: I was reading, uh, I was listening to a reviewer when he was reviewing this um, this particular film, and he was saying, well, I, I saw that coming. I'm like, how did you see it coming? I didn't see it coming. It's just like it mm-hmm. things like that irk me. Like I yeah. like surprises, and when somebody says, well, yeah, you could you could see it, I go, I couldn't. No. Well, how could you
1: the, see I think maybe the only way was when we saw saw Gordon at the theater. He was wearing the same coat and outfit when we see Jack go visit Hugo. Mm-hmm. Only thing and then the body type. The body type, you know, the the, the the big bulky body. That's really it, but guess what? Everybody had the big, you know, body type. Yeah, everybody had the big bulky body type. Yeah, back. so that that one just kind of yeah, just that. That oh, I can see that. No, you couldn't. just yeah. Shut up. Come on, uh, uh, just stop. So while while uh, seeking Selena at Gordon's home, Batman learns that this is all that this is all as well when he finds out the secret room, revealing Gordon's gruesome hobbies in his past as an army sarg- surgeon during the American Civil War. So that's where he's gotten this 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 ability to cut. But see, that's the one thing if when you think back to the first murder we see of of, of Pamela. He wasn't like
0: he wasn't surgically he was slashing them, slashing them like there was nothing. So like the whole doctor thing, I didn't get like when we get to the one he actually fights Batman and the reveal of like why, which I love, by the way, when we get there. But like, yeah, when he's when he killed Ivy, that that was not surgery. That was not surgical. If you watch um, from hell, the Johnny Depp movie about uh, Jack the Ripper, that guy was more surgical. Because he was, you know, you find out later on towards the end of the movie that he was a doctor that was just going insane. And basically he saw things and would just use like this medical kit to kill him and dissect him and all that stuff. But if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a pretty good movie. It's called From Hell with Johnny Depp. But yeah, this version, I'm like, wait, he's not really a surgeon. He's more of like a brute. So I didn't, eh, I wasn't buying that one. (laughs) I I can't buy him as a surgeon in the field. Sorry. He doesn't have those tender hands.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, when he, when he was swinging that blade, I was like, no, that's not, that's not a doctor. So um, so he yeah, so uh, so finds out, you know, again, like I said, from being a surgeon from the Civil War, Batman also meets Gordon's wife, and accomplice, Barbara Ellen Gordon, with, uh, with scars on the left side of her face that have driven her insane. Uh, and she's praising her husband for curing her of her sins as a woman. Uh, and Gordon injects uh, Selena with a drug, but manages to use her blood and the uh, fair's searchlight. To give a Batman signal. So we find out, you know, we see that Batman or the uh, the searchlight at the beginning. Now, yeah. my my little, I thought this was an interesting nod because, yes, we have Harvey Dent there, but we don't have Two-Face. But I believe Barbara was the antithesis of Two-Face Yeah, because it was the left side of her face that got scarred up like we see in Two-Face. So I thought that was an interesting, you know, nod to that. Yeah, um, the, the the nods they have are very nice. Well done. Like, okay, I, I can see that. It's
0: like you have to look for them. Uh, like when Elseworlds do that, when they drop these characters in there, and you, they just mix them in different ways. But, they, yeah, that was a cool little moment. Like, oh, okay. No Two-Face, but left side. Okay. Yeah, I get,
1: yeah, like I said, it's, it shows like, it, it like as we said before, it drops them into this world, and people take on different roles. But they are still you know, members of the Bat family and the Bat community. Hmm. So Batman arrives and fights Gordon onto the Ferris wheel, which again, like I said before, was the Fox wheel. Uh, where Gordon, driven uh, mentally insane by his by his time in Civil War, reveals his holy world work is to get uh, is to rid Gotham from what he sees as filth from the poor to the criminals, uh, also the immigrants, the illiterate. Prostitutes and anarchists I mean he just wants to clean that Clean up uh, The ferris wheel lights uh, lights on fire And begins to collapse Selena escapes the burning wheel While uh, Batman defeats Gordon By using a, hand, a handcuff trick That was taught to him by Houdini exactly. He paid 300 bucks for it by the way Yeah he paid for it Yeah he paid uh, Houdini for it uh, so a Gordon allows himself to be burnt alive. And Batman is did.
0: Did you hear the laugh when he died, though?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, nice. Well, it's not Joker laugh, but it
0: was a cool little laugh. Um, the thing I wanted to piggyback on before you move forward was the reasoning that he became Jack the Ripper, which I totally dug. The whole PTSD, like when I came back from the war, you know, I, I the war did like the war literally did something to him. It broke him, and it's just like a thing, like you know, my father went to Vietnam, you know. Countless friends of his went to be on. They come back and you're never the same. He was he was a broken dude when he came back, and he basically thought about this new utopia that he could make by just killing these people and wiping them off the planet. I was like, wow, what what a cool little reason to become a psychopath, (laughs) come back from the war and be like a total psycho. I dug that more than the uh, From Hell version of uh, Jack the Ripper. This one a little bit make more sense. I mean, I don't emphasize with the guy, but you know it. It does show that he was clearly damaged from World War II. I was like, okay, we're we're throwing in some war references of what happened to him and how he came back. And he was not the Jim Gordon that you and I know. Right, right. So that's, that's and, what we, and we
1: hear that a lot, you know. Like you were saying, you were referring to Vietnam. You know, there was a lot of stories and, and and things. I mean, shit. Just look at Rambo. I mean, Rambo's kind of that, kind yeah. of like about. You know, Rambo wasn't sick, but Rambo was like, I'm trying to learn how to live my life here, and there, and doing this a little differently. Um, it was it's, it's funny you mentioned like people coming back and trying to re- learn how to relive. There's a there's a TikToker I, I popped up on, and he's like, he's just got out of prison, 19 years. And he's like, I've been in prison 19 years. I had my commissary where I got all my stuff. I needed my soap, my you know, my shampoo, my toilet paper. All this for 19 years. That's where went. he's like, I'm standing in the middle of Costco and I don't know what the hell to do because <laughs> it's it's one of those things you you get so li- so used to it. I think that probably the best line is from Shawshank, you know, when Red makes that comment, you know, about being you know institutionalized. You know, I've been intu- institutionalized. I can't survive out there. And kind of thing goes for folks, you know, coming back from war.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think uh, if I go back to Shawshank, I think one of his uh, prisoner buddies he got released. I forgot his name. You probably gonna know who it is. He got released. He got a job and everything. He was living in the outside world. I think it was for like one or two days, and then like the next scene, you see him just hang himself because he could he couldn't he couldn't live on out the outside world. He didn't know. Yeah, Brooks Brooksie from uh, from Brooksy, Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, like literally, you see him just hanging himself. Like, damn, he got out only to kill himself because he just didn't know how to live that life. He was too too used to that institutionalized version of stuff.
1: So Batman and Selina are saved by by Alfred and the orphans, who are now Bruce Wayne's wards. And as they escape, they watch as the World's Fair burns down. some some point poignant little uh, phrase there watching the some folks just like some men just like to watch the world burn Burn. Mm -hmm. some folks like to watch the world fairs burn (laughs) (laughs) literally
0: they're just sitting there watching it burn like basically they say hopefully
1: they say (laughs) hopefully hopefully it will be replaced with something better and that's where we ended off uh again one of my one of my favorite elseworld stories as well as one of my favorite elseworld animated show you know movies i think it it it, it's amazing
0: to me it just takes the the batman mythos again and he puts it on its head putting it in a different world different spin you know there's a tons of elsewhere stories that we can talk about when we get there like the uh, batman ninja one was pretty good this one i think is clearly the best Are you talking, one uh ronin yeah is that the one you're talking about yeah bat yeah batman ronin or whatever that was a pretty good one as well they got other ones uh Gods and Monsters is another Batman story that was different as well. That wasn't really Batman, but that was yeah. yeah good. That
1: that, would, that doesn't fall under Elseworlds actually. That's I think that's another world unto itself now. I think that falls under the one of the multiverses now because there's a, there's it? been a reference to that before. Yeah,
0: I have to check that one. But I, I like this version a lot because you, it's like you said before when we just started recording, it takes the existing characters that you know and you love and throws them in, basically throws them into a salad bowl, dips them out and throws them in there and they're told they're not the characters who you think they are, but they're there like Ivy dying in the middle. Like, oh shoot. She's just some random, you know, hooker yeah. that yep. killed like, okay. Joker is just some, you know, guy in the poster. You don't even see, he's not even in, in the film. There's no mention of Joker. I just like, hi, Harleen or Harleen Mahoney, whatever. Like she's some crazed out, whacked out broad, Leslie Thompkins. So we get some nods to Batman and the lore, But like I said, the only thing that's the same is just Batman. He's the only guy that doesn't like, to, I mean he's still Bruce Wayne Batman You still have Alfred You got that as your center point But everything else around them has changed Especially the Gordon thing which I totally dug That's Batman's ally, his boy And now What are you doing? Hmm? <laughs> You're distracting me. I'm sorry, oh, sorry. I, thought, I thought that was something I was doing I was like shit that's something wrong But yeah, tips on his, says But like, I, I love this film, love it Like, uh, I give it a 9 out of 10 I just I just enjoy it for what it is. I, mean, I I did not see the end coming. So I don't care what anybody says. And by the way, it reminds me of another comic that we'll get to one day. We'll talk about it out there. Nemesis. If you ever guys, it's a Mark Lamar comic. Basically, it flips around the the Commissioner Gordon and Batman and Joker roles. You have almost like a Batman character, Nemesis. He's like the Joker with money. And the Jim Gordon uh, policeman commissioner character is like Batman. So that's another kind of like a symbiotic type of thing. So
1: yeah, if you guys did like this one and kind of like the concept of Batman with Houdini, there is an uh, Elseworld comic book out there called Batman Houdini, The Devil's Workshop. Uh, came out about four years after this one oh. did. Uh, it's not connected so much at, because this one takes place – because uh, Gaslight takes place like at 1889, hmm. the uh, Houdini ones, because Houdini didn't come around. This was so funny about it. When they make a reference to that, that Houdini – you know, he taught that he got taught this uh this trick by Houdini. Houdini didn't come around and become a a magician until eighteen ninety, the year oh. after this took place. So when he makes a reference to, about Houdini, nobody should know who the fuck Houdini is. But <laughs> but there is a there is a comic book called like I said uh, it's a uh, the uh, Batman Houdini Devil's Workshop and it's about them and trying to track down a uh, a a villain. It's a one shot. One shot book. So, if anybody's ever interested in that, uh, but it's yeah, it's a pretty interesting uh, series. And they've got guys, if you go online, look up the the um, the World series, they have whole bunches of not just Batman, not just Superman, Justice League, so the the uh, um, Flashpoint. Flashpoint is included into uh, into Elseworld now. So, but yeah, you have tons of them. So, just look them up and see what you guys like. You might find some stuff out there you like. This is uh, Elseworld is One of the things when when my, when the comic book world kind of got like boring, Elseworlds what really kept me going.
0: Yeah, I've always dug the multiverses or Elseworld stories, especially from DC or Marvel, because like the original continuity of DC for a while was just always that convoluted. Like you didn't know what was the hell was going on. Like one story was this, is that attached to that, and they didn't do that, and, and what happens when that happens? They make a crisis.
1: <laughs> I'll stick
0: to the Elseworlds and the multiverse. Yeah, finally. yeah,
1: because you don't have to fix it. They're just what they are.
0: I don't want to I don't want to know, that I'm know about Infinite Crisis, Death Crisis, Super Crisis, Mega Crisis, yeah, you know, John know. Crisis or John Cryer Crisis. I'm, I'm done with the crisis. Sorry.
1: All right, guys. Make sure you guys do check us out next week. We will be knocking out Batman 1989. I cannot wait. I have not watched this movie in years. So this is going to be so much fun. I just can't outweigh it. I watch this film once every year at least once it's, it's been yeah, it's been quite some time for me so I, I'm looking forward to it especially with the return of of Michael Keaton coming out here shortly I, I'm just really looking forward to it I can't wait to see this so make sure you guys do check that out that will be a watch alone of course this was just a quick review make sure you guys do check us out on Here's Asylum all in a, you know on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and uh what you got there man
0: Love no Blows and Chair Shots on Facebook, Instagram. Check us out there. And uh, here's Asylum Movies. And for uh, from Mike to me, you get to the Asylum. We'll see you soon.